are listening to the Certified Personal Trainer Podcast, a show by personal trainers for personal trainers. It's time. It's time to become a better trainer, get more clients, and change more and lives. Change more lives. And now, here's your host, the head coach and founder of Fitness Mentors, Eddie Lester. Hey guys, welcome to Fitness Mentors Certified Personal Trainer Podcast. My name is Eddie Lester, your host, and today I'm here with Gilbert Camacho. Welcome, Gilbert. Hey, how you doing, guys? Awesome, awesome. Well, I, I wanted to get Gilbert on this podcast because he, like many of you out there, had to make a transition because of COVID. And, and I wanted to get into his experience and relate it to a lot of what personal trainers are go- going through, some of the successes, some of the failures, some of the fear that comes up around all of this. And um, yeah, I guess I kind of want to start, Gilbert, by, by asking you, or basically allowing you to kind of tell your story around uh, uh, you know, what, what happened in, in the last uh, six months and, and prior to that, even, even your experience as, as a trainer. Got it. Uh, Gilbert Camacho, guys, uh, pleasure to be here. Um, I was the uh, fit, assistant fitness manager over at uh, 24 Hour Fitness. Um, was there for seven plus years. Um, you know, you name it, every contest in the book they had, I would pretty much win it, revenues, total session service. Um, it was one of those where when COVID hit, uh, I was kind of stuck in the rut of what am I supposed to do now? If I'm not training people, how am I supposed to provide for my family? How am I supposed to bring in any sort of income? Because, uh, you know, even unemployment wouldn't, wouldn't do that much for, for my family, for myself. So, so Gilbert, tell me your, or tell me about what happened, uh, you know, when they told you about COVID and, and what, how they were responding. What, what actually happened, uh, you know, at, with 24? Um, everyone was freaking out, first of all, and they didn't have really protocols set up into what was going to happen. Members were asking about, hey, what are you guys going to do for us as members? How are you guys going to keep us safe? Um, and we had no answer, to tell you the truth. We were just kind of putting signs up, kind of trying to clean everything as much as we can. And then I want to say March 15 or March 16 hit, and that's when the governor decided, you know, hey, we're going on a massive shutdown. And everything was shut down. Then I was left in a phase of what to do next, pretty much. Yeah, I see. I see. Um, and and what what uh, what did your kind of management say? Was it was it just like the gym's closed and 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 yeah? What 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 happened there? That was the worst part. They gym closed to further notice. Um, myself, I didn't know how serious COVID was, so I was going about. Oh, I'm probably gonna be out of work for two three weeks, and then two three weeks led to you know, more on top of that, which there was no communication on a 24 hour fit fitness part, which I felt was, uh, was a letdown to me, especially because I had been, you know, I've been with the company for seven plus years. I've given so much to that company. I've made them tons and tons of money. You know, I just felt like I needed some more, you know, some more communication and there was none whatsoever. Wow. Okay. Okay. Um, and then, and then I guess kind of, kind of tell me like, when did you realize that you needed to make the effort to, to kind of gear up and, and, and start making revenue? Well, I assume they, they just, hey, all paychecks are going to be canceled for the first bid. Did they pay you? What, what happened there? They paid us one paycheck after that. And then they um, paid everybody out their vacation time, which is ideally at the time I didn't really want my vacation time to be paid out, but they did that. And that was it. We were all left to, you know, furlough to be on unemployment. Um, a couple of months down the line, they opened up for about a week. I went back for about three days. And then there was just this weird, 
just this weird energy and weird vibe going on in there, which I knew was probably going to close down again. That happened. And, um, they pretty much laid off half of the company, whether it was through an, it was through an automated phone call that wow. <laughs> hired, which was that, but for sure for me was the, the ending straw of me with this company for sure. I see. I see. And, and when did you realize that you, that you needed to, uh, you know, transition to, well, well, tell me, tell me what you're doing now. And then, and then when in the process did, did you decide if I don't make a move, everything's going to, going to go bad. So, well, I mean, I'm not the type to just sit around. So I was yep. kind of, I'm always thinking what's my next move, regardless of COVID, regardless of what's going on. So, um, and I reached out to a few people. I reached out to you, I believe Eddie, I reached out to a few of my other friends who have their own personal training business. Um, I've always thought about going on my own, but there's always that, you know, that sense of scare, you know, mm -hmm. you're scared to do a change is scary. Um, but what 24 hour fitness did as far as laying off people the way they did, and I had to figure out the next move, uh, the transition and it made my transition to going private a lot easier. You know, I met with, you know, who I needed to make this legitimized as far as going, uh, you know, starting my own company and now three after what? Uh, officially as of August, three C's fitness has launched and it's, uh, 20, awesome. 21, um, what I have 21 clients right now. So I offer uh, some partner training, I offer uh, a small little group training and then one-on-one -on -one personal training as well. So, and now I'm going to try to make the transition into uh, online personal training, which I have one client in that, but it's a bit of an adjustment for sure. Yeah, yeah, no, and and when you, when you reached out, uh, yeah, near the kind of beginning of COVID, I, I definitely uh, pointed you towards our business and sales CEU course, which I know you got a lot of value out of, um, and that kind of it, basically it sets you up to understand everything that you need to 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 do in advance to then launch your private training business and and uh, add all those services. So yeah. tell me about what happened, uh, you know, after your first furlough. Like how how quickly did you? Uh, start training again? Did you grab clients uh, that you were currently training at, at 24 hour fitness and train? Tell, tell me, tell me what happened with that. So that's what happened. Uh, as soon as uh, I think it was a Monday, it was like March 15th or 16th. Um, a few of my clients that I trained three or four times a week actually reached out to me and were like, Hey, I need to do something. Can you come to my house? And I, at this point I owned a uh, BOSU ball, a TRX, some resistance bands, and I think some eight pound weights is how I started with my first uh, three clients out of the 24 hour fitness, which is now that I think back to it, it's, it's pretty amazing the transition that's happened since. Um, from three, you know, um, I slowly started, I think more people are getting more comfortable with COVID as far as wearing masks and gloves and whatnot. So um, I just started reaching out to, you know, past clients and I had a good clientele by anywhere from 25 to 30 clients at 24 hour fitness with group training that I used to uh, run services for them as well. So, and then just word of mouth and I slowly started building this gym, which is transitioned to this beautiful, probably $10,000 gym. Um, you know, and now, so, so I, you, 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 you built a, a gym in, in your garage or I built a gym in my two car garage, uh, anywhere from driving out, you know, to Rancho Cucamonga, those of you that live in California, uh, San Bernardino to pick up uh, rubber mat, you're talking okay. about hot racks, barbells, you it's coming from all over. So yeah, made that transition. Um, I also work remote too. So my, my, um, two days a week. I'm in the city of uh, Manhattan Beach where I have a group of elderly clients where I train anywhere from 50 to 75 years old. Mm -hmm. And it's 
pretty much a one-stop shop. I go, you know, 50-minute training sessions. I drive up one to two minutes down the road, train the next one. And um, the goal, the ultimate goal was to make this gym, make it inviting to where, um, you know, I would have majority of my clients come to me. And I want to say uh, 17 out of the 21 come to me now. So that's, awesome. that's huge, too. I, I was going to say, talk, talk to me about the fear of spending money on equipment to build out your garage gym. Um, and you know, cause it, it's a solid investment to, to create your own gym, you know, at, at your house or, or, or in general, talk to me about how, how, how that felt. Has it paid off? Talk, tell me, tell me about that, how, how that has gone. Yeah, no, there's always that fear, you know, you're gonna spend some money, but, um, you know, I don't know, demographic location plays a big part. And if you want to be invited, you want people to come to your, your gym, your, you know, if you have a CrossFit box, if you have a private studio, it has to be inviting. People want to have to come there. It has to look good. And that's the whole approach I took on to uh, when purchasing some of this stuff, you know, Hey, let me get some colorful bumper plates. Let me, you know, get some colored bars, you know, stuff that makes it appealing to people and inviting for them to want to come in. Uh, it's definitely paid off. Um, you know, from when I made the transition, I, I bought equipment piece by piece. Don't get me wrong. Yep. You know, how it's officially done with the 65 inch flat screen TV in there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's, it's, it's definitely paid off. Um, it's been, it's been a return of investment. I've made back, um, you know, what I've spent and way more than that already. Great. Yeah. It's, it's, I think that was the, uh, breaking point or the difference of like, making my business succeed or not, which it, which it has right now. And, you know, hopefully it keeps working that way. Awesome. And, and have you been able to replace your, your entire 24 hour fitness income or talk to me about, about the, the differences between uh, your, your, what you're making at, at each, each location? Absolutely. For uh, 24 hour fitness, I was making I was six figure trainer there making around roughly 120,000 a year. Um, if I'm at the, pace that I'm going at now, I'm going to either hit that or exceed that because now I am working for myself. Mm, uh, that's awesome. They're not taking a percentage of my, my income. So yesterday I worked a 10 hour day. It feels a lot better, Eddie, to work a 10 hour day for yourself than it does for someone else. I'll tell you that much. That is awesome. There's one I of those Eddie's too, Eddie too, were like, you know, for newer trainers or people that have been in the business, it's about kind of knowing your craft. If you're comfortable with your craft, if you're com comfortable with your skill set, uh, and program designing goes back a long time. You know, just kind of stick to the basics, and it's gonna work. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, talk to me about the difference in in working for yourself as far as the the personal freedom. I I know that you had had a, a son recently. Um, how what's what's the difference between you know your your working for yourself uh, personal freedoms versus working for twenty four hour fitness and how those kind of compare. Um, this was one of the reasons why I wanted to do this. So it wasn't just my decision. Obviously I had to talk to my wife. I have a six month old son now. Um, I wanted more time for myself, Eddie. I was at the, uh, 24 hour fitness, like I said, for seven plus years, the assistant fitness manager there. Um, I was working anywhere from nine to 13 hours a day, meaning I would get there at 5 a.m. I wouldn't have the time to be able to come home for an hour cause I would have to be back in that whatever hour break. And then, you know, I was there till 8 p.m., 5 a.m. to 8 p.m. I, you know, I was rarely seeing my wife, you know. So the transition and the freedom that I get now to be able to, you know, take my son to, um, you know, the babysitter, pick him up from the babysitter, you know, helps my wife out a lot as well. And then um, just being able to spend more time with my family has been 
the biggest thing and it really is why I'm doing what I'm doing now. That's awesome. That's awesome. And as far as, so, so you were, what was it? Six days a week at, at 24 hour fitness that you're there? Six days, Saturdays, I would work uh, from seven to about 12 on any given Saturday. So. Okay. And then, then plus like a, a 10 hour day, almost guaranteed or more on, on during the week. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. So, so, you, so you went from maybe working like almost 60 hours per week at 24 hour fitness. How many hours uh, are you working now uh, on your own? Right now I'm working 45. Wait, so, so, okay. So you're, you're still, still, still getting a ton of, ton of hours and that's great. Um, and, uh, uh, and is that 45 sessions per week that you're performing? Right. 45 sessions. Yeah. That's including the time I take. Remember I got to do program designing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, so that, that takes time out of my afternoon while I'm sitting there watching a the Dodger Laker game, mm-hmm. you know, just getting that in there. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot more that goes into, um, running your own business obviously you have the commercial gyms you have people the onflow traffic that comes in so there you therefore you get the opportunity or 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 not you know to to potentially get a new client here fortunately i haven't had to market myself too much but there will be some marketing that goes you know hand in hand with you know keeping the business alive keeping the business strong keeping the business going for sure yeah, absolutely. And, and in our business sales course, we, we talk about the, the lead generation. And, and I, I know you've been using a lot of those techniques. Um, when, you, when you think about like getting clients, how do you get them? Um, I mean, the, the, I know most of your clients were kind of word of mouth and kind of playing off of your old job. Have, have, you, have you made any moves uh, in, in that marketing uh, place yet? Absolutely. I mean, it's, uh, I've been using social media right now for whatever it's worth. Um, and then just word of mouth, I've, I've made business cards, you know, I carry them everywhere I go, whether it's the Ralph's parking lot, you know, sometimes they have pin your business card here. I do stuff like that. Uh, just randomly walking on the strand, you know, I'll see some people, Hey, here you go. Here's my business card. Um, I actually, with the, uh, what I love the most is yes, I have my fair share of uh, clients from 24 hour fitness, but I also have a good amount that were not even members at 24 right now. That's really cool which has been huge. I, I would feel, you know, I would, I would say. That's great. That's great. And then, and then tell me like with advice for a, a personal trainer kind of looking to go private, um, what, what do you, what, what is some advice that, that you may share that, that helped you to be successful and um, kind of in that transition? Because, you know, so, so many people were working at a gym and, the, and then they kind of got hung up and, and might be, you know, trying to transition to be a, a private trainer now. Tell me, tell me a little bit about uh, what you'd recommend to them. I would recommend, you know, first off, like you have to believe in what, what, what you're putting out there. You know, if you're just go, if you were a trainer at the commercial place to just go in and get a paycheck, going private is going to be extremely hard for you. You know, it's not one of those. You have to, you know, know why you're doing it, who you're doing it for and you know, what, what your clients are going to benefit from it. And that's the approach I take every single day as far as when I take on a client, how am I you know, what are we going to do here that's going to better you in everyday life? And I think if you take that approach and, and you believe that your training skill set is, is firm, if you believe it's strong, then you, you know, you apply that to, you know, personal training, going private, whether it's online. Uh, and it, I think it'll just flow. It'll flow naturally. Awesome. Awesome. And then, and then kind of, I know we were talking about a bit of personal freedom before um, the, I know you were, interested in moving more of your business online because you, you mentioned that you work about 45 hours per week right now um when you think of online training and how it, how it might benefit you more are you uh as you kind of look into that are you thinking of doing that for more personal freedom 
Um, more personal freedom, absolutely. Um, there's obviously some sort of pay structure, and I talked to a bunch of uh, friends that are doing the Zooms or the Twitch or the online services right now. And, um, you know, I was fortunate to be able to do a free workout through uh, one of my friends who runs this thing called Rooted by Community, putting a free workout for people in the community. And I had about 20 people sign up for it, which was, which was kind of cool to see on the screen. Everyone, I asked for feedback, you know, whether it was positive, you know, or negative. I just wanted all sorts of things. It was my first one. I was scared. I'm not going to lie. It was one of those, like, I've never been in front of the screen. Um, <laughs> it used to being, you know, hands-on, very cueing, very technical. But, um, you know, at the end of the day right now, especially in, in this pandemic that we're in, it's about just moving. People want to move right now. So, can, if we can get them moving, you know, obviously if, if, if online is what it transitions to later on, um, yeah, it's going to allow more freedom because now you get, you know, 20 people online, you know, versus that one-on-one -on -one. and, you know, whether it's you're taking income Venmo donations or you set up a platform on Zoom where you get invites only, uh, that's, 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 that's going to be the new style of training I feel like here in the next two to three years for sure. That's awesome. Yeah, and and we, we totally agreed with all of us here at Fitness Mentors that that's kind of the, where the industry is going. So it's, it's good to hear that you, that you were, you know, very successful in that transition to, uh, you know, from, from full-time 24-hour fitness employee, like top level, top earner, um, and to all of a sudden just, hey, you're furloughed. We can, we're going to give you no help and, and, and not really communicate to really, really seeing you jump into the success that you've had. I, I wanted to get you on this podcast so that you can kind of kind of, uh, you know, give some advice and, and, and provide some help for, for trainers that are, that are kind of maybe now looking to do the same thing. And it's really cool to see that, that you feel your next step is also to, to kind of dabble more in the online training and, and, uh, uh, you know, hear that that's kind of, kind of where you feel the industry is going as well. Um, I guess on, on a final note, what, uh, what was, we'll say the most important piece of advice you got when you were starting and, um, uh, yeah, to tell, tell, tell me about that. Most important advice I got, I called um, my buddy uh, Kay, who was actually a mentor of mine when I first started at 24 Hour Fitness, and he owns uh, Dynagrid on Redondo Beach. And he said, dude, apply whatever I've taught you, apply whatever you've learned over the years from different managers, just different friends, or different uh, styles of training that you've done from boot camp classes to, you know, whatever it is it is that you learn and apply that craft to to everyday life as far as like your confidence in it. You have to be confident in what, in what you're doing or else, you know, there's always that little, little voice in the back of your head saying you might do, you might not. And just, just run with it actually. And he, he said, believe in your craft and, and, and it'll take you a long way. And that, that, that is what I'm, at, I'm taking on a day to day basis. I love it. So it's so really, really just believe in yourself and, and uh, apply that belief into, to everyday work. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. That's cool. That's cool. Awesome, Gil. Well, well it's, it's awesome to have you on this podcast. I'm, I know a ton of people are going to benefit from, from the information that, that you gave. Uh, if you guys are really looking to transition into private training, uh, uh, definitely check out our business and sales CEU course. It's a great way to have a step-by-step -step process to set up your private training business uh, and also just learn how to get clients, how to market, how to use social media things of that nature to really, really help you grow to, to, you know, build a successful private personal training business in whichever way that you decide to do so. Um, but besides that, Gil, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Really, really pumped to have you. And uh, I will see all of you guys next week on the Certified Personal Trainer Podcast. Thanks, Cheers, guys. Bye. As always, thanks for listening. 
to the Certified Personal Trainer Podcast. You can learn more about Fitness Mentors at fitnessmentors.com. Be sure to share this podcast on social media. And remember, we are here to help you succeed.